0: Percy, for many, prayer is a very important mechanism for coping and finding strength through a crisis. But in many countries, as you know, prayer or choice of religious practices is not welcomed or even allowed.
1: Yeah, even though research is still inconclusive about the effects of prayer, prayer is an important resource and right that many utilize and rely upon. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say this. Many may not know that in America, our Congress put into law that we should have a National Day of Prayer, and perhaps we should have that conversation on today.
0: All right, we will. You'll hear from someone who fought a brain tumor for 14 years through a miraculous recovery and then became president of the National Day of Prayer. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with our host, who is Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, always great to see your smiling face.
1: Bless you, my friend. It's good to be with you on another day. We're going to talk
0: with uh, Kathy Brenzel today. Now, listeners may remember, Kathy was with us prior to the National Day of Prayer, which is the first Thursday of every May on the American calendar. She's back for a second conversation, so thank you for bringing this to us now.
1: Absolutely. Well, again, it is no way that you could sit and really capture a a full-throated conversation with this woman of faith and energy. She's vivacious, uh, effervescent, and so Uh, We decided that, you know, we she was due and owed a second opportunity to (laughs) express some other things that she really wanted to talk about. And she's so articulate. Yep. Well, we're going to hear your conversation. Part two with Kathy here coming up. It was recorded
0: in Nashville, Tennessee, at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference recently. And I look forward to hearing that uh, conversation you had with Kathy. Now, we, uh, we, we really appreciate listeners taking the time and the effort to respond to the questions we pose. That's, that's what makes us a two-way conversation. It doesn't become just us, you know, flapping our gums, as they say. Can I say that? You can, yes, <laughs> right, sir. Right. <laughs> uh, we like to hear from our listeners. So we pose a question each week that uh, we ask for you to carefully consider a response. And what would you like to ask listeners this time around?
1: Well, indeed, we want to have a two-way conversation. We want to hear from those of you that we speak to on a regular basis. And today, our question that we would love for you to respond to is, how does prayer help you cope and manage through hardships and challenges? How does prayer help you cope and manage through hardships and challenges, you can answer. And when you give it.
0: Yep, that, yep you, you can give that answer at at the website. I'm I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I'm so excited about it at the website healthhopeandinspiration.com, Click on Connect and the drop down menu. Will give you a chance to type in your response there. healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, let me ask you: When people do answer the question, how do you utilize these answers?
1: Well, what first of all, there are two things that I I'm looking for. I'm looking for. Uh, making sure that we are plugging into people with content that matters to them and that, that, that they're responsive to. Number one, there's no reason to give information that no one's listening to. So that's number one. Number two is that we also feed off of that, and I I, I draw ideas for future shows from some of the commentary that we uh, receive, also that gives me thought of maybe this is something that we should you know express on a much deeper level and find someone that can kind of lean into that conversation, or it helps to develop some of our fireside chats that you and I do mm-hmm. uh, occasionally. So yeah, so we we definitely react uh, to everything that is given to us, and they're helpful as we move forward for sure. Well, as you'll recall
0: recently, we posed this question, did you ever have to switch clinical plans or providers for your cancer treatment, and why? -hmm. Um, I'm going to ask you about uh, this response, but let me read the response and then get your input. Uh, This Mm -hmm. listener responded and said I initially received treatment from a particular oncologist because my family doctor recommended him to me. I did not have a formal relationship with this oncologist or facility prior, so I just went there because I was told to do so. But after some time, I simply did not feel that my needs, feelings, or desires were a priority. I felt like a number and not a partner. So I changed my doctor and my clinical facility and pursued a different medical treatment plan that seems to be effective now. But I definitely feel like I'm part of a team versus just the next patient in line.
1: Do you Mm. hear this often from people, Percy? I have heard this. And again, thank you for uh, this response from uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. A wonderful, beautiful area. I'm very familiar with that part of the country. But yes, uh, unfortunately, and I think Jerry Rose, uh, who we've interviewed on this show and uh, has said it best that sometimes health care, and if I can quote him, can be impersonal. Hmm. Uh, the environment, uh, the staff, and in some cases, maybe even the physicians. And so uh, at the end of the day, just like anything else, when we talk about uh, superb restaurants, we talk about the type of service we receive and how yeah. we were treated and how we were, uh, uh, you know, spoken to and etc. I think the same is very, very critical and even more important when we talk about trying to partner with or align yourself with a healthcare environment when you're dealing with the, you know, the struggles and the challenges of being a cancer patient. The last thing in the world that you want to feel like is a number. You want to feel like someone truly is invested in your personage. Uh, and you know, that was the great mastery of Jesus himself. He always related to people right where they were. He didn't sure. speak down to people, he didn't speak up to people. He spoke to them where they were located. And I think the ability to be able to have that done from a patient perspective. Is crucial with regard to how they feel about their process and how they buy into uh, that environment and believing that uh, it is it is the best thing for them and moving forward. And so, unfortunately, I have heard this story before.
0: Yeah, and through the years, we've heard testimony after testimony of people who have been through cancer treatment centers of America and give testimony to the fact that they they are uh, carefully and personally dealt with and feel that very deeply. So.
1: Yeah, one of the things that we we take great pride in now uh, partnered with the City of Hope is that, you know, is what we call the mother standard of care, treating people uh and of course that doesn't exclude your dad either, treating, you know, people the way you would want it your your mom or your dad to be treated or how you would treat them if you were giving them personal care mm-hmm. because it matters at the end of the day and it can be a difference maker with respect to the response and reaction to the treatment that they're receiving so again it's one of the things that we take great pride in and that is front of mind of every stakeholder or employee at cancer treatment centers of america
0: well thank you listeners for responding to our question of the week percy posted earlier how does prayer help you cope and manage through hardships and challenges respond at health hope and now before we turn to the interview why don't we turn to god's word
1: Absolutely. Our spiritual nugget for today is found in 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, and verses 16 and and 17 and 18. And it reads as follows Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Often I'm asked by people, Reverend McCrae, Pastor P, what is the will of God for my life? And I said, well, let's first start with this scripture that you should be praying without ceasing about everything in every season of your life. It is the bedrock and the foundation by which we function from and, and springboard into any other decisions that we make in our lives. And so with that today, it also helps to undergird uh, the message and the conversation uh, as we return back with Kathy. Uh, who is the president of the National Day of Prayer.
0: We'll do that in just a moment. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated Comprehensive Cancer Care Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool. It empowers users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, of course, part of City of Hope. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types symptoms risk factors and treatment options now to access this tool you or anyone you support can simply say to your smart device alexa enable cancer center you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the alexa app look for the alexa skill on your amazon device well percy let's get to part two of your interview with kathy brenzel now here on health hope and inspiration
1: Well, hey, 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 this is me. I'm back, Reverend McCray, Pastor P, uh, with another compelling conversation. And I promised you guys the last time that I spoke uh, to this woman of God uh, that we have more to talk about and we do. And so today, returning back to this platform is Kathy Branzell, and she is the president of the National Day of Prayer Task Force. And we're gonna talk about that work and some of the things that are being done with that group. Uh, She uh, had a brain tumor uh, and fought back, back and forth 14 years. And her son also had cancer, uh, and he had a compelling testimony. If you want to hear that conversation, listen to the previous uh, uh, interview there. But today, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, my dear?
2: I'm good, Pastor P. How are you? Man,
1: if I was any better, it'd take two of me to handle it, I uh, promise
2: you. <laughs> that is the truth. Amen. We're Amen. blessed,
1: and we're still here at the uh, National Religious Broadcasters Conference. So, oh, so good. Yeah, so if you hear a little background noise, We are literally on the floor right outside of the exhibit hall here where there's just literally hundreds of evangelical believers, Christians, pastors, broadcasters, TV people, radio people. And uh, this is how I met Kathy. And so uh, with that, we wanted to talk a little bit. We heard your story and your journey of being a cancer patient and your son. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about the work that you're doing with uh, mm-hmm. the National Day of Prayer Task Force. Let's talk about, because uh, you, you're stepping into some big shoes though, of your predecessor. A closet full. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your work with National Day of Prayer.
2: Oh, I am so grateful. I never aspired to this. I am, I am God's glory story uh, in action right here. because So the National Day of Prayer uh, is an actual law. A lot of people don't know that. I did not know that. In 1952, so 70 years ago, Billy Graham stood on the steps of the Capitol, and he challenged Congress and the president to call for a National Day of Prayer. Okay. Well, Congress took that serious, and in a few weeks, they passed a public law, and President Truman... Signed it into law that every year the president must proclaim a day of prayer for the nation. Okay. Okay. In 1988, uh, our good friend Vonnette Bright, Bill Bright's wife, yes. Campus Crusade for Christ, yes. Jesus Movement, yes, yes um, went to President Reagan in Congress and said, "Could you please make it a specific day? Because we have a really hard time rallying prayer with like a few days' notice." Okay. And so, if you want unified prayer across America, we need, a, you know, we need a day. Yeah. And President Reagan gave us the first Thursday of May. So every year, by law, the president must call for a day of prayer okay. on the first Thursday okay. of May. And our organization gets to steer and steward that day in the Judeo-Christian expression of prayer. Wow. And we have almost 20,000 prayer warrior coordinators. Who day in and day out don't let our name uh, don't let our name um, deceive you. We are mobilizing unified public prayer for America every day. Okay,
1: that's important. We to are know. boots
2: on the ground, knees on the ground in almost every county in America. Okay, but the first Thursday of May is the celebration and culmination of three hundred sixty-four other days of prayer unified across America to pray for this nation in tens of thousands of gatherings.
1: Well, thank you for the background of that. And you're right, I don't think many people knew that background. But it's important because obviously for the audience that we speak to and for the space that I occupy, uh, you know, we're talking about cancer patients, people who are struggling through the dynamics, mental, emotional, physical, with health and wellness. Prayer is a major component, obviously. Uh, with that, you're the president. Mm-hmm. You stepped in behind, you know, some 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 um, Bright, yeah. Shirley
2: Dobson, <laughs> and Grand Lots people. Like, who are you? Yeah, the,
1: <laughs> these are some giants in the evangelical Christian space. So grateful, and so God graced you with this opportunity. He did. What are some of the things now that you guys are working on and focusing on with mm-hmm. regard to the National Day of Prayer?
2: Absolutely. Well, and and cancer patients, their families, their friends can certainly identify, especially with this year's theme, which is exalt the Lord who has established us. Mm. And let me just encourage you right now. This God of every season of your life yes. is always worthy of our praise because praise, we love god for who he is yes now we can talk later about what he does that's correct but what he does flows out of who he is yes his unchanging character and when you praise god when you remind yourself of his mighty mighty attributes it puts you in a whole different mindset because you remember how powerful he is and how weak cancer is wow you remember how much he loves you and who he is and that he is the author of your days and the perfecter. He who began a A good good work work in you will see it into completion. He never leaves you or forsakes you. He is with you every step of this journey, carrying you, loving you, taking care of you, don't forget that. And so when you exalt the Lord, you remember those powerful things. That
1: is a awesome theme. And you're right. Uh, any and everyone, and particularly the, our cancer audience, can right. tap into that principle, that thing, yes. and that godly precept and promise to us. Mm-hmm. On that note, that allows me to segue into the book that you've written, oh. Invitation
2: <laughs> to prayer. Yes. Let's
1: talk about it and what, what are some of the focuses and how can people access and get a hold of this book to bless their life.
2: Oh, thank you. Um, yes, that's the the latest book. It's uh, an invitation to prayer. And really, it's to help set a mindset of prayer. It's a 90-day devotional journey okay. with, uh, with some uh, brief inspiration, always the word of God, um, when you don't know what to pray, when you don't know what to think, mm. when when all those voices in your head and you know fear and worry yep. and decision um, are fill, in, fill it with the word of God. Just meditate on scripture. So it's got scripture, a devotion, and a prayer to get you rethinking about godly uh, love, yes. wisdom, uh, all the things that you look for, peace, yes. all the things cancer. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, people on a cancer journey are looking for that only come in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it gets you uh, thinking about it biblically. Yes. Yes. And and connecting your heart. God showed me um, the difference between feelings and fruit. Okay. All right. Let's unpack this for just a second. Yes. Okay. Because you see in the fruit of the Spirit, well, love, joy, peace. Wait, aren't those emotions? Aren't those feelings? Mm, mm. No. When your heart is connected to the Holy Spirit, yes. it, it is the evidence and the, the fruit of His work in yes. you. Yes. It's not an emotion. It's an experience. Yes, We aren't driven by our emotions. Right. The Holy Spirit enables us. And so um, if your heart's connected to emotions, then you know, those things are manipulated Correct. and all, you know, they'll take you all over the place. It's
1: subjective at the end exactly, of the day. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And so this really takes you on this journey of biblical, you know, love, peace, wisdom. And so um, kind of resets the brain.
1: Well, and as one who has been there, done that, and got the t-shirt to prove it. <laughs> you know, you've, you've, you've walked the walk and you've talked the talk right. twice with yourself and with your son. Right. I would think that, that this book was written from a pra- place of uh, of depth and insight and experience. How can people mm-hmm. access and get a hold of this book if they'd like to really tap into some of the principles that you're outlining in it? Oh,
2: thank you. You can uh, get it from any of your favorite book distributors, uh, you know, christianbooks.com and, and other major uh, it pretty much anywhere where you buy anything and it gets dropped off at your door.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay.
2: Um, and a couple of your favorite bookstores. If, if you still go to brick and mortar stores, uh, I love them. I'm a paper girl. <laughs> I like that book in my lap, but you can, yeah. you can get it there. Uh, Broad Street Publishing is our publisher.
1: With that being said, what is the one thing that continues to drive your hope with the work that you're doing with the national day of prayer? You're an author. Uh, I would imagine you're a public speaker because you are so articulate. What drives your hope? What feeds your hope today? What keeps you hopeful in the midst of everything that you've been through and right. the work that you're doing right now?
2: Jesus is still on his throne.
1: Jesus is Lord.
2: That, that, that is the bottom line is <laughs> I don't even have to think about it. Um, I get up every day and he's still there. And he's still love, and he's still Almighty, and He, on and on, He is still worthy, and and I'll tell you though people are still hopeless and helpless and hurting, and and I just armor up every day, and I get to go love people. Wow! I get to teach people how to pray. I get to pray for people with yeah. people. Yes. And and man, what a beautiful assignment he's given us. Jesus modeled and mandated a prayer, care, share lifestyle. And that's what we get up and get to do every day.
1: Yes, that he is large and in charge. Well, thank you today, Kathy, for being with us. You've heard from the incomparable, the wonderful Kathy Branzell. Uh, president uh, of National Day of Prayer Task Force and uh, brain tumor survivor, 14 years of battling with treatment and care, as well as her son, who's alive and well today. I think he's now 28 years of age uh, at the time of this recording, and she's written a book. Please go out and get this book, Invitation to Prayer. Uh, We are most grateful that she stopped by to see us today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. God bless. I'll talk to you soon next time. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: And we're back in the studio now, and Percy will join me here in just a moment. But if you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated Comprehensive Cancer Center reach out there for personal diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is part of City of Hope, and it's a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration this week. If you were not with us last time, that program is in the archive, part one of the interview with Kathy Branzell. But... Percy, let me ask you, after we've heard both parts of the interview with Kathy now, what are some of the takeaways from this one?
1: Yeah, we we had a very different conversation, and she wanted to talk very much about the work that she does, obviously, as the president of the task force of the National Day of Prayer and, and how she counted a privilege. Uh, some pretty big shoes that she filled with regard to the previous leadership. And she said she doesn't know how she ended up there, but I know how she ended up there. She was, she's been a woman of prayer. She's utilized prayer. And so God saw fit to uh, allow her to be put in that position of leadership. But, you know, understanding her backstory, Wayne, as we heard, as you said on last week's show, uh, really helped to prepare her for for this work and really to be able to stand uh, in front of the nation to lead the charge in terms of encouraging our nation to pray, to be people of prayer. But I I think what was so important is that uh, I don't know if a lot of people knew the backstory of how the National Day of Prayer became a law isn't that interesting yes right. yeah
0: billy graham's name comes into play there
1: it's amazing you know and i i don't think that a lot of people knew that billy graham dr billy graham was 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 really the initiator uh that broached the federal government with regard to we need to set aside at least a national day one day to make that a national day of prayer so we thank god for all of the work that dr billy graham did but again for me i thought it was important that our audience because we know that prayer is an important component to our faith belief system. Regardless of what is or is not done with our federal government as Christians, as believers, faith is powerful and important. Uh, But to know that, again, uh, you know, one of our national spiritual leaders helped to facilitate Mm -hmm. and bring that to a national conversation and get that written into law was just enormous. And I thought everyone would benefit from hearing that backstory.
0: And it's right around the corner, the first Thursday in May, the National Day of Prayer every year. And this year is no exception. I got to tell you a story, though. Uh, Our producer, Steve Wick, is, uh, of course, uh, the unseen part of this conversation. Mm -hmm. Steve and I had the opportunity a couple of years ago now to uh, host the National Day of Prayer radio broadcast from Statuary Hall in the Capitol building. So I'm sure Steve feels the same way, but we had to kind of pinch ourselves where we were at the moment inside the Capitol building broadcasting from Statuary Hall. And it was a a wonderful experience. The Brooklyn Tab uh, Choir was there to sing, Mm -hmm. and
1: uh, it was just a great event. So we've, we've been a part of the National Day of Prayer through the years. Well, again, it's one of the reasons why I I truly cherish and value the relationship that I have with you and Steve. You're right. And we need to give Steve more shout outs as we go along because he's the guy that makes us all sound good at the end of the day. That's a big smile on his
0: face right now. So, (laughs) So,
1: Steve, thank you for all that you do, my friend. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why I value the relationship with you as well, Wayne, because there's so much that you have done and do in our evangelical faith circles with organizations and ministries. And that's just another example of the reach that 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 the one and only Wayne Shepherd has with regard to what God is doing in our nation from a faith perspective and a spiritual perspective. And I just count it a privilege to have you as my partner. My Thank
0: friend. you, brother. Thank you very much. Well, I, I love the fact that Kathy talked about having boots and knees on the ground during the National Day of Prayer. <laughs> quote in quote.
1: And I love the way that she she she's so articulate, first of all. And so when she said that, it just resonated in my heart. And the point that she was really making sure that we were very clear about is that she and her team are not just focused on one day a year of the month of uh, one day, a month of the year, that they are working continuously throughout the year to encourage and and organize uh, Americans around uh, taking advantage of being people of prayer. We now know. Uh, we all know that it is our biblical right. It's our spiritual right. But we also now know that it is also the la- the law of the land and that she is part of that group that are out there every day uh, encouraging people to pray, to utilize prayer, to honor prayer, and to respect prayer. And that really helps me to kind of transition because I want to make a comment because, you know, we're very forthright and we try to be very balanced uh, with our comments. You know, I did a, digging around with a little research just to see. What does the research, clinical research, say about the impact of prayer? And, you know, what I found, and I'll share this, is that a lot of the information was inconclusive. It was indifferent, to be perfectly honest with Mm. you, that uh, medicine and science from a research perspective has had a tough time being able to kind of establish truly what the effect of prayer is and has been. And so I say that just to be transparent and forthright. But let's let's turn this conversation back around For people of prayer and the faith community, you and I and Steve and others, you know, Kathy, uh, prayer is is the bedrock of who we are, and it is part of the arsenal of what we utilize. And I want to make this point that we do not need anyone's permission to authenticate what prayer is and does for us, despite whatever the research may suggest. I'm sure that we could pick up the phone and we could talk to any number of people and you and I and Steve and others would be able to say, let me tell you what prayer did for me Mm -hmm. and how it made a difference in my life. So I just wanted to say that that uh, prayer is a powerful weapon. We do not need anyone's uh, uh, permission to access or utilize. You don't need your doctor to give you a script for that. You don't need, you know, you can do that anywhere <laughs> and any <anytime>. Thank God, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the takeaway that you do not need anyone's authorization or permission to say that prayer works for you. And so we stand tall and waving the flag of <laughs> prayer, utilize it, exercise it. It is important to us. And as our scripture helped us to understand, we should always pray. So again, at yeah. the end of the day, thank you, Kathy, for being on the front line from a national perspective with regard to this work.
0: You know, what comes to my mind hearing you say that is uh, what Peter says, the effectual, this is the old King James language. Mm. This is what I dealt with and memorized as a kid, right? So it's hard to erase that from memory, but the effectual fervent prayer of a
1: righteous man or woman availeth much. And so I'm going to give you the Percy McCray translation. You know, somebody who knows how to pray and get a prayer through can get, make it happen. That's what. That's how I interpret that scripture. Yeah, the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man or woman availeth much. And it Excellent. matters. It's important. And our Bible is replete with encouraging us to pray and to be people of prayer. And so with that today... Uh, We wanna encourage the cancer community and anybody for that matter take advantage and utilize your right, but also the law of the land to yeah. be able to pray anytime you choose to do so.
0: Yeah, and take the time to check out uh, the National Day of Prayer coming up here and what you can do locally in mm. churches and in public squares and in many venues to observe the National Day of Prayer. Chances are there's a group that's meeting near you observing the National Day of Prayer, so why don't you get involved with that? So, yeah. All right, well, let's um, let's say again thank you to Kathy, and Kathy, for listening, God bless you for what you're yeah. doing. You're doing and for uh, thank you for the conversation with Percy here the last couple of times on health hope and inspiration. Now let's return to the scripture nugget that you always uh, present on the program.
1: So let's close strong and again, First Thessalonians the fifth chapter verses sixteen through eighteen, and it reads as follows: Rejoice evermore. pray without ceasing. Again, pray without ceasing, and in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so we have uh, a spiritual and biblical mandate, right, reason to pray. But we also learned today that we also have a legal right to pray. And and many mm-hmm. nations and countries cannot say that, Wayne, today, yeah, that they have yeah. to pray in secret and Think in silence. Think about that, right. Yeah. But today we have an open forum, format, and legislature that tells us that we can pray and the Bible tells us that we should. And so today continue to be people of prayer. And uh, on behalf of Wayne and myself, keep us in your prayers as we keep you in our prayers. Uh, you pray for me and I'll pray for you because we're believing that the best is still yet to come.
0: All right. Don't forget our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Answer this week's question. Download the free resource. Let us know that you're listening. Subscribe to this podcast through the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. I guess that's it for this edition. Percy, God bless. We'll talk again next time.
1: Yes, sir. Until then, remember, we've got work to do, folks, so keep chopping the wood. I'll talk to you soon. And thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
0: Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.